Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Everyday Millionaire Podcast. My name is Patrick Francie, and I'm the CEO and managing partner of the Real Estate Investment Network. In addition to being a business owner, I'm also a real estate investor. I'm a coach, a husband, recently a grandfather. Now, along with that, I'm also committed to stretching beyond what I've achieved by continuing to elevate in living a fulfilled life by making a positive difference in my world. I'm going to invite you to join me as I delve into the details of the many wins of my guests in achieving their goals, along with, shall we say, the frustrations of the occasional deal gone wrong, because my guests are here to help you learn by talking about what's real for them in business and investing in real estate, from the life they're now able to live to the person they become along the way as they pursued their dreams in having the freedom they've gained by building a sustainable financial future for them and their family. Well, good day and welcome to this episode of The Everyday Millionaire. As always, before we get underway, I like to just take the time to say thank you for your feedback to the show and to remind and continue to encourage you to send any of your comments, your suggestions, or your questions directly to me at CEO at reincanada.com. That's CEO at reincanada.com. And if you're inclined, I definitely appreciate it if you were to write the show or comment on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you happen to use to listen in as well. Please follow us on the Everyday Millionaire Facebook page. For me, and aside from the direct feedback you provide me, the greatest form of appreciation is if you are enjoying what you're learning and hearing, then please share the Everyday Millionaire podcast with others, such as your friends, your family, your associates, whatever that might be for you. The show continues to gain really great traction and increasing momentum. So I just want to say thank you in advance for sharing it. If you find the show worthy of passing it on to others, then that's awesome. And please don't stop the feedback that you do provide the Everyday Millionaire team and I. It's important and appreciated. Okay, so let's get this show started. Today's segment is part of what I call the Rain Members Guest Series. And my guest, Dave Lowry, is in fact a longtime member of the Real Estate Investment Network. Dave and his wife, Rebecca, along with their children, live in Vancouver's Lower Mainland, and they have been investing in real estate since 2009, and over that time have mindfully and successfully taken action in implementing their real estate investing strategy, which in their case is growing and maintaining a portfolio of long-term buy and hold properties which of course many RAIN members and well, real estate investors in general are familiar with. Dave works in Vancouver and also manages he and his partner's growing portfolio in Edmonton, which he happens to be a great fan of given the economic conditions. Now, over the past 14 years, Dave has worked in a variety of management roles in the finance industry. He currently oversees a very large sales team with Van City and manages well over $4 billion. His hands-on work experience gives Dave a very real perspective and understanding of what is necessary to manage a portfolio successfully and at a distance and profitably. With this process and mindset, Dave has created the foundation and infrastructure that really supports his business for long-term success in real estate portfolio management. I'm really looking forward to hearing from Dave about where he's at on his journey, where he's come to, where he's going in achieving his financial goals. Gosh, where did he start it? So 
Without further delay, let's get this show started. Dave Lowry, welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Podcast. Happy to have you on the show. Excited to be here. And uh, so, welcome. Thank you. Excited to be here. So, Dave, you're a long-term RAIN member, and we're going to talk about real estate. We're going to talk about your journey to where you are today and some of the trials and tribulations. Looking forward to hearing about that. But why, just for the listeners, I always like to start with just a brief, you know, call it an elevator pitch, but just a brief story about what you do, where you're at, uh, what are you uh, currently up to these days? Yeah, I think uh, from a real estate perspective, if somebody's asking me about that, I sort of introduce myself as a, a real estate investment advisor. Uh, and I help people with uh, either advice interested if they're investing in real estate or on where they should put their money. Or I offer turnkey opportunities where I invest their money and show them how they can get better returns. So you're not a full-time real estate investor. You actually uh, have a full-time job. And uh, tell Correct. us a little bit about what you do there, Dave. Uh, so I work uh, for Van City, uh, and I oversee uh, all of their foreign exchange and currency. We do about $4 billion in volume there. And I oversee a sales team where we manage a large corporate client base. And then also on the retail side for all of our branches. Well, so tell me a little bit about Van City. What is it that they do? So Van City is the, the largest credit union in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's a cooperative. And so we have a, we don't, you know, when you join the co-op, you become a member. It's a, very different from the banks in the sense where the banks, you know, their main goal is to create profit for the shareholders, uh, where the intention of, of the of the credit union is really to to benefit the members and and create a fee structure that works for everybody. Now, that's a journey, you know, in a, your career path that you've been working up to and you've come to that place and uh, I know you're happy to be there. But I want to go back a little bit to, I believe you've been a member, a RAIN member since 2009, 2008, Correct. somewhere in there. So give me a little yeah. bit about the story and the background of how it is that you came to find rain and how you came to start your real estate investing journey. Yeah, for sure. So it all, it all started back probably around 2006. Uh, we were at uh, Costco with my in-laws and my, my mother-in-law got the call and I uh, was diagnosed with cancer, uh, lung cancer, never smoked a day in her life. And as soon as that happened, my, my father-in-law, who's a mechanic, stopped uh, working and took a long period of time off. They were, they were. Uh, he was very blue collar. My mother-in-law worked for um, as an ECE instructor. And oddly enough, a few months prior to that, she got this promotion, and she chose not to take long-term disability so she could get a few extra grand a year. Mm. Uh, and that had a huge impact on their life uh, financially. They, they were uh, good at diligent at uh, saving. While definitely not wealthy, they were good at you know putting their RSPs away, but had a lot of equity in a home. And uh, to fast forward to 2008 on uh, New Year's Eve, she she took her last breath. She fought a good fight. Uh, it was a very tough time. I get a bit emotional thinking about it. But from that, my father-in-law really was like, you know, what do I what do I do now? I can't. I spent so many. I spent three years off of work, part time, going back, and I I can't go back full time. And I, to be honest, I wasn't really sure what to do at the time. My my wife is a charter accountant. Uh, and so he was, you know, of course, asking us from a finance perspective and me being in banking. And uh, later in May, I, I came across Don's book, Real Estate Investing in Canada. And that bank or that book just totally, totally hit me. Uh, it made so much sense, it made so much sense in the sense of even the work that I do and 
understanding the economic fundamentals and the importance of that. That really drove home. And but the, I knew the trick was really to get my wife on board. To, in order to be successful, I knew it was going to take two of us. And I, I, she wasn't really up to reading the book. She wasn't so much into business books as as I am, but more into just reading, you know, novels. Uh, but I noticed Rain had that acre event. I was so excited to go. I bought a ticket. I wanted to go, but it, it something hit me, and I, I knew I needed to send my wife. Uh, and I decided to send my father-in-law. So the two of them went. And after going, my father-in-law came back to me, and he, he told me, you know what, son, I realized that real estate investing is a ton of work, and I'm not willing to do the work, but you are. So he's like, how about we joint venture in the same way that Rain uh, had taught. And so that that really started us off. Uh, we ended up buying uh, three three properties. Uh, we put suites in every single one of them to create but, six but hang doors. On, but hang on just a second, yep. Dave. Before we go to there, sure. uh, you know, I want to go back a little bit. You know, what what uh, what attracted you to the world of, you know, why did you pick up the book to begin with? Why, you know, what was it about the thought around real estate or around that particular book that kind of compelled you to pick it up? Yeah, we were newly married, uh, fairly newly married. We wanted to start a family. I, I wanted something more. I wanted some sort of type of uh, business or something I could do, but I wanted to control it. I We had done a few things. I, I used to uh, trade currency on my own prior uh, to where I am now. And it was, I was getting, it was just, it was ridiculous. I was waking up so early to trade uh, in, the, in the different sessions. I was staying up late. It just, it didn't make sense. It was too much. Uh, we've done some other investments where where we had given money to people, and in the end, it, it was all lost. And I realized at that point, uh, I didn't want to give people money anymore. I wanted something that I could control. My wife had a lot of skills. Uh, I knew I had skills, and I wanted to make sure, you know what, going forward, I, I want to manage my own money. And from there, I knew I was going to need to manage some other people's, but I knew I would take care of it in a way that uh, mine wasn't before. And real estate just made sense. You know, that was at the time where Things were moving really quick. We bought this townhouse, and I remember every single week it was going up five thousand dollars. And real estate just really struck me as a way to to grow wealth, but not necessarily have to be looking at it day in day out. Uh, and there was place, you know, I could I could delegate work and, and have those free employees. You know, when I think of a, a realtor, I sort of picture them as a as a free free employee out there working hard for me. Uh, you know, as they get paid based on their deals, but it just it just made a lot of sense, and that's and that's sort of how we went, knowing that eventually would get paid off in time. What were you doing? Um, what were you doing for a job, or what was your where were you in your career path back at that time, Dave? At that time, I I had recently joined uh, the credit union. Prior to that, uh, my wife and I got married. I was just serving in a restaurant. I'd finished uh, university, uh, actually a couple courses short of my degree but fell in love with this beautiful girl. And we, we took the plunge and she was working hard uh, at Deloitte to, to get her chartered accountant degree. And that was the focus was, was really on her and achieving her, her dream there. And then uh, from there, I had a friend that worked at, uh, at the credit union in, in IT and suggested, hey, why don't you come work here? And I just started on the front lines. And from there, I, I'd, I worked my way up. I took eight different roles in, in nine years, just moving quite quickly, advancing and uh, understanding and from doing mortgages uh, to personal loans to uh, implementing contact center equipment. All sort, I've, I've covered a lot of areas and uh, it's just it's really grown my knowledge. So back then, uh, you know, 2006, the real estate market's pretty hot. Uh, 
those yes. were those were days where things were you know firing on twelve cylinders. Alberta's going crazy and lots going on. And so you pick up the book, whatever draws you to that, and you read it. Now I know it was a while ago, but was there anything that stood out for you in terms of you read the book? I mean, let's face it, that book has been a best-selling book, you know, for every year since about two thousand and five or early two thousand six when it was released, and it's changed a lot of people's lives in many, many uh, ways right across Canada and even into the U.S. So we know like the book is awesome, but was there anything specific for you that you recall that stood out that really you went, holy cow, what was it about the book at the time that, you know, stood out for you, Dave, and, and really compelled you to, you know, now, holy cow, I got to go find rain. So what was, what was there, was there something specific? I think for, for me, uh, you know, I haven't read that book in a long time, but I, I I think for me, the real issue was key learning. There was this idea of, of the approach of looking at it as a business. And, and uh, this is where I learned a lot from you as well, Patrick is, is the idea of looking at it as a business, as opposed to working in that business. And, and Don laid out such a great approach to analyzing from sort of a macro level and drilling down into that micro level, into being specific, into the neighborhood specific and understanding what's going on and the methodology it just it it made sense compared to where other people you know you watch hgtv flip this flip that they don't they don't really show you um the process of what it takes and and to do it wisely and to to look at it you know just as we'd look at that town um and you know is, is there is that poised for growth you know in, in that industry well and same in you know is the city poised for growth and I, it just it was a very common sense approach but it wasn't something i think that I necessarily thought of, especially at a time when I was uh, much younger, less experienced, and you know the market was only going one direction, uh, and so it was very easy to just buy and look like a genius. I think. Now, you you read the book, you then did your investigation, you discovered rain, you found out about the Acre program, and you decided I got to go to Acre. But you also at that time had the foresight to say I need to get my wife at bare minimum to buy into this thought process. Was she resisting it a little bit at the time, do you think? No, you know, I I think because I pitched it as a good idea to go with her dad mm. and she knew that he needed something and it was some time to spend with him. And so she was good with that. She knew I was quite keen on it. Uh, I was really disappointed I did not get to go. But at the time, we could only afford to send one person and, and I knew it was the right sacrifice to make. Wow. I want to dig into that a little bit. That's kind of an interesting point, right? So when we look at RAIN members and and we look at people's journey, you know, to achieve, you know, their financial freedom, the their dreams, their financial dreams or their beliefs, as we like to call it, uh, it's always interesting to see those what I call defining moments. And for you, it was interesting that that turned out to be, it's a bit of a, I'm going to call it a selfless act that you said, you know something, uh, given the dollars and cents, uh, I think it's just smart for my wife and my father-in-law to go. And that was actually turned out to be a bit of a defining moment because it really set you and your wife up for investing in real estate going forward. Do you see it that way or how do you see it? Now that you draw a light on it, I, I never really thought about it that way, but you're right. Like that was really uh, the defining moment for me. And so it's very interesting from that. I'll never forget actually when she spent time uh, writing her Belize out at the, at that time. And 
I, we actually came across it probably about maybe four four years ago, and we read it. And and honestly, I, I think we achieved just about everything in there. And I, you know, I, we were saying at the time, you know, we should really rewrite this. But it, it's amazing how it happens so quickly. And it, and that's that's not something that we uh, we've written back down. Uh, I would say we're very clear on our our on our goals, and we're on the same page. But it is definitely something I think we need to to write out again as a couple. Well, and it's also interesting that your father-in-law was at that event. He actually saw the opportunity to invest in real estate and have you do the work. And he's just the money guy, which is kind of the ideal situation. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, for Rain members listening to this, you know, note to self, bring potential joint venture partners yes. uh, like father-in-laws to uh, rain events and uh, have them attend an acre and educate them so that they can see the direction this can go. That's kind of cool. So he went to the event. He said, you know, I'm not wired to do this kind of work. I've got some capital yeah. and Dave, you need to take this on and and I'll be your partner in this. Is that kind of how it all uh, transpired? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And, and at that and, and at that point, and, and as you were highlighting, that it, it really struck me as to the type of joint ventures partners that I needed to look for going forward. It's it's the person who has equity or maybe some capital that they've done from having a good good job, but they're they're a bit lazy that way. You know, they they like their lifestyle. They're not willing to do the work. And you know, Acre is a great example of to do this business right and to do it properly and to reduce your risk. It is work. And uh, I think those types of people, they really see it that way. And it, I found Acres does a great job of showing how, how in-depth things are uh, when done correctly, but also that you're following a set methodology and that brings confidence in the methodology, but also if they already have confidence in you, it's, it's win-win 100%. Now, you went to the acre, you then partner with your father-in-law, you've since bought some real estate. What were some of the first deals? I know you kind of started going there earlier on in the conversation. What was some of the first deals that you uh, took on after the joint venture? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, first first deal was uh, a, uh, a buy level up in uh, north northwest uh, Edmonton, uh, not too far from uh, the Nemeo Army Base. And it it was interesting. Uh, I was I didn't really know what I was doing because it it had uh, just a main entrance from the front, yes. And I, I needed to convert the main hallway into sort of an up down and separate the two suites. And so our realtor was uh, an experienced investor, and he explained how we could do this. And I was a bit unsure if a tenant would even like that, but that house has been uh, a great purchase to have, and it's it's never been a been an issue. And it sort of started kicking me off into that style of home. I've, I've slightly changed a bit looking for a separate and more clear separate entrance, but definitely for me finding more of a newer product. A lot of people thought I was crazy, but I think that's where Rain gave me confidence is uh, being prepared and uh, knowing what to look for and bringing those connections and the power of the network. Uh, I think, you know, coupled with being married to a, to a detailed accountant, we, it was never like, oh my gosh, this is a big thing we're going to take on. It was just like, yeah, it makes sense. Let's just do it. You know, at the end of the day though, you're working a full-time job. So you had a, a you had a great realtor. Did you have a, a contractor to do the renovations that you got comfortable with or where did your contractor come from? 
Yeah, um, I actually found my property manager through, I used to comb those, uh, my Rainspace forums when I, when I first started, even before I became a member. And then I, I actually became a member when you guys offered the multifamily uh, bootcamp weekend. That's when I was like, I have to go to this because I, I knew one day I'd want to get into multifamily. And I, I met up with uh, this person who I'd found just responding to questions in the, in the forum. And I liked the way they answered got to know them and actually their husband was a did all the maintenance and and their family extended family and so they became my my contractor and I just we had a good sense of what they'd done and my realtor had actually some of his clients had used them so there was a bit of a track record and I was able to find a few other members that had used them and just I interviewed them just to get some feedback uh, and they all had good things to say so it at what point do you is enough enough so we we just went for it Everything worked out for the best. Just give me a little bit of a, I guess, a, some insight into your mindset and how you are. Now, you've got a full-time job. You took this on yep. in the world of real estate. You know, these are, you know, this particular show is is around RAIN members and their journeys and the success that they've had and, and how they got there. Did you find that you have an entrepreneurial spirit or how is it that you decided to take this on? What, How did that show up for you? Was your background around that? I've always been very entrepreneurial. Uh, my wife and I have, have developed a, a couple of different uh, businesses that we've sort of done. And so it's always been uh, part of who I am, but I've always been a very curious person. And so things that interest me, I just, I sort of obsess about uh, and I just want to know more. And, and that's sort of how, how real estate was. And, you know, it's been having kids and, and building that legacy was just so important. You know, I, I think a bit Maybe about my my history there is is my with my parents my my parents are from New Jersey and moved to Canada. Uh, I was made in Canada, but but they came over and my dad worked for a nonprofit. And so I didn't we didn't grow up with with a lot of money, and I, I got a lot of hand me downs from from you know friends that you know their kids were a bit bigger than me sort of thing. And my parents you know they they worked you know they my dad would work janitor jobs after his job. And, and they worked hard to, and they were very selfless people to give to us. Uh, they ended up sending me to a private school because that's what they they wanted to do. And but I went to a private school in White Rock, and you know I was surrounded by a lot of wealthy people. Uh, and and at the same time, that's part of where I, I think I ended up getting a lot of experience. Was uh, one of my best friends. His dad was a CEO of Umbro Canada, which was a you know is a big soccer brand, and a few other spy sunglasses and and. He, he ended up bringing us in, into work in the summers and he'd include us in manager meetings and product meetings and we'd help design stuff and pick things. And at, I ended up living a lot at their house and at dinner table, he would really involve us into decisions and things that was going on. And, you know, at, at, a, at 16, that, was a, that had a big impact on, on me, I think, and my mindset and where it started to develop more as a business mindset. So as I grew up and uh, and matured and and got a job and moved into banking. My mindset was there, and so just learning those tools and and the from my experience at work. But uh, I'd also credit uh, a lot to to Rain and uh, the coaching that that you've given uh, that Rich has given. And I listen to those you know those calls and motivational uh, the Monday morning calls still to this day. I listen to them all the time. So you enjoyed the Monday morning motivational calls. You're listening in to a lot of the audio stuff that we do. Uh, you're getting out to meetings occasionally or on a fairly regular basis, certainly early on, I'm sure. Yeah, the, I love the RAIN meetings. I love the audios. I, I go to, I call Car University. 
uh, I commute in from Langley to Vancouver every day. Right. And so a big part of my my day is is sitting in traffic. So how do I leverage that? And so I, I subscribe to Audible, and then so I listen to a lot of books. Uh, but I also look very forward to when the rain meetings are done. So I, I always listen to the whole country uh, to gain to gain a, as much wisdom and insight as I can and, and learn from others. I don't go to as many rain meetings in person as I'd like, uh, largely because I'm I'm very active with my children and I, I coach all their sports. Yeah, there you and go. so it's there's a commitment there. But I love developing uh, young kids into into leaders, and so that's that's a passion to me. And that's important to be there. So. You look at the real estate portfolio you've built. Is it you know you've got a number of doors now. You're yeah. You're really building your team, and is primarily your investments in Alberta, or where else are you investing? Uh, I only have property. All my properties are in Edmonton, besides my my personal residence here here in BC, and so I've I've focused right there. So you've obviously you've got a great property manager in Edmonton, somebody that is doing the job for you and and you're happy with. You've got a yep. good renovation guy or or are you, well, let's let's go back up a little bit. Are you you've got a great team, full stop. Are you still investing? Are you still looking for real estate deals? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm looking actually right now. So it, it's been uh, it's been a journey I you know from when I first started and I, I building up that uh, credibility uh, and since then, actually, one of my my bosses, he and I have bought four houses together, and we suited all those. And then, uh, and now I'm helping his family buy some more. So I've I've got actually quite a bit of money lined up, and I'm I'm actively hunting, but I'm I'm having a tough time finding that one that I I specifically like. But I, I I'm looking hard. Now, through all of this, Dave, you know what I'm hearing is that you know, your journey began, you had that, you know, what, what kind of what we hit on is a defining moment. You've attended and or listened to a lot of the information from rain, but if, but there's still that part that, you know, ultimately you have to take action. Yes. And if you were, you know, for listeners on this call that are maybe either stuck or just starting out, what kind of guidance would you give them in getting moving, getting started? What was it for you? And what have you witnessed or, you know, seen with other members that you would encourage people to do? Yeah, I, th- I think clarity is so important and getting clear on, on why you want to do real estate. And I, I think when you can figure out what that why is, it is what propels you. It is what will move you. And everything else will come into place because it's that if you have a strong enough why, it will keep you going. You know, my my real estate journey has not been just straight up. It has had uh, lots of learnings. Uh, and the question is, do you know, do you fail forward or do you fail backwards? And uh, I, I see them all as learning. And, and you know, that's where for me, rain is is critical because you either pay to learn or learn through paying. And, you know, I I, I don't want to learn through paying as much as possible. Good. So <laughs> Good, good advice. Um, so what was your biggest failure that you would say that, turned out to be maybe even a blessing in disguise. Oh, so, well, recently, uh, so here's, I, I have a set system and I follow, follow the system and it has worked well for me. Uh, but I got a call from my realtor maybe six months ago and he, he had a, a client that uh, was unfortunately uh, terminal. And so he had a property he needed to unload and I was able to get it for a good deal. The problem was it wasn't the type of property I like to buy 
didn't have a suite. Suite's very important to me as part of my risk uh, mitigation strategy for for our business. I don't like having everything in in one one name in case you know it's vacant. Sure. And, and it's, it's a, so so it makes sense to me. But uh, you know, I thought for sure I would be able to renovate this and flip it and get it for a good price. Um, I thought market was rebounding here. To make a long story short, we we put a bunch of money into it. You know, we we're shelling out money left, right, and center. And in the end, we couldn't sell it. We tried to sell it for for two months. I didn't want to wait forever. It was cutting cutting too much into it. Uh, we already dropped the price like 15 grand. So all of my profit was already off the table. So I knew I was willing to sell it for a, a small loss if if I needed to, just to move on it and get back into to my system. This was, you know, on top of it, it was with my father-in-law and he was planning to retire this fall and actually just gave notice and, you know, he's relying on this. I mean, a part of uh, what we've built for 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 him is is so that he can have a great retirement and I knew it wouldn't necessarily give the cash flow that we need uh, to help him. But uh, we ended up having to rent it, uh, which was, you know, always the plan B. And uh, we were able to get actually significantly more than I thought we would uh, because we because it was so, so, you know, updated. And uh, in the end, it's it's worked out to be a good deal. But it is definitely not something I would never move away from my system again from that perspective. It was a it was good learning, potentially a very costly learning, but so far we've been able to mitigate that risk. So you know, key takeaways: follow your system. If you've got a proven system, yes, don't re- try and reinvent it. And secondly, is have a plan B because as it turned out, better or not necessarily better, but it was at least it turned out and is is working yes. for you. So great, great insight. Now, how do you define success, Dave? And when you're looking, you know, you've got your why, you've, you and your wife have, you know, laid out your beliefs to the degree you have, you're very active with your children, you're being a contribution to the community and your children in that regards, you like to do that kind of stuff. Do you define success beyond where you are today or what is your definition of success? Oh, I don't know if I've ever thought of this question. You always pull out these questions, Patrick. Well, you knew it was coming, um, right? <laughs> no. You know, success to me is not uh, necessarily a dollar figure. To me, it's it's about life experience and quality of life and time that I can spend doing the things that I love. I work because I love to work. I love the people I work with. I love the work that I do. Uh, and so I'm I'm quite happy to continue to work for a long time, even if as I build a, a portfolio and, you know, because I, I don't know, I, I, it's fulfilling right now for me, but I have dreams. I have goals uh, like everybody. And, and at the end of the day, I, my passion is just, I want so much more for my children and I want to build something for them so that they can do what it is that they want to do. I don't know if I answered that question for you, but that was how I... Well, that's perfect. I mean, it's always, you know, when we get clear on things, when we have these kind of conversations, sometimes it forces us to, you know, step back and take a look. And because it's, you know, to me, it's a question, you know, how do I define success? On any given day, it sometimes changes. But ultimately, I know as long as I'm being a contribution, as long as I'm making a difference in other people's lives, and as long as I'm loving what I do and, and really spending time with the people I love and the friends that I have, 
you know, to me, that's success. It's a great life. And no, yeah. it isn't about the money. You know, I've made a lot of money. I've lost a lot of money. I've made more money. And, you know, money comes and goes. It's one of those things. So for me, not, not unlike you, I think success is how you're feeling about your life in general. And, and are you really on a path that is purposeful and in alignment with what lights you up? So however you define it, it's just, you know, it's really for anybody listening, it's, you know, taking the time to really define success for yourself. And so I appreciate your, uh, your candor on the question. Now, I want to go back to something that you said to me about the time that you spent in White Rock at, you know, with your friends and going to private school and the sacrifice that your parents made to do that. What is your relationship with your parents like today? I have a great relationship with my parents. You know, they're, they're fairly simple folk. My dad's retired now. Uh, and, and he'll, he's a counselor, so he, he'll do a little bit of work here and there, but my, my mom, you know, she's, she's a great woman and it's hard. They're both retired. It's, it's interesting seeing them, uh, grow older, you know, it's definitely, uh, a bit, bit hard, but they're definitely great. Very supportive. I, I try to make an effort to talk to them weekly, but. Yeah. doesn't work all the time. I get that. Now, what you described is a little bit of a rich dad, poor dad scenario because they sent you to yeah. private schools. You're hanging out with your friends. You're hanging out with, you know, at the time CEO yeah. of Umbro and others, and you're really getting a perspective on life and a, a real sharp picture of what's possible and what it's like living on the right side of the tracks. If we, you know, we use the, you know, the, the, the old analogy of being, you know, living on the wrong side of the tracks, but ultimately you had a real big perspective. Do you, do you think you carried a lot of that vision or that view of the world do you still carry it? Do you still have a, a pretty strong view of that time in your life? Yeah, very much so. Um, and it's funny. Uh, the rich dad, poor dad theme is so true. Uh, I actually talked about that in, a, in an interview not that long ago uh, for a leadership class. in Because my parents, I would say, are very much more of a fixed mindset uh, type people. You know, you know, I remember when I wanted to do certain jobs, my dad would be like, oh, I'm actually, I actually specifically remember when I was younger, uh, saying I want to do real estate. Oh, you don't want to do that. It'll, you know, you'll get all these calls from, from tenants in the middle of the night. And I, and, oh, I want to, you know, there was always, there was always a, a reason why you don't want to do that. And, but when I, I've learned from others, it's, it was, it's, that was really that growth mindset and no, no, like do what you love and, and follow that. And, and that's really w what I, I learned. And, you know, it's interesting that those group of friends that I have from when I went to high school, we're actually all very close today. And every one of them is very successful. And, you know, I think it's that iron sharpens iron and, and choosing your friends is, is so important and who you hang out with, that is going to be one of the big factors. And when you have that problem or you want to bounce that idea off someone, can that person help you? Cause that's your closest person. That's your closest friend, you know? And I, if you don't feel comfortable with sharing with them, I mean, how do you move forward? <laughs> so we've got, you know, you're, you, you know, you see the, that how we associate or the people we associate with, you know, I often say that our friends are a reflection of who we're being. So if you uh, are, are really wanting to grow, you have to look at who your friends are and up your game as well so that you're actually hanging out with, you know, people that support your goals and your dreams. And that's ultimately getting clear on what those are. Dave, take me into the rain community a little bit. Now you talk about building the team. You talk about the learning that you had as you listened to audio attended meetings for you, how important was the RAIN community and the people that you met within the community? It was absolutely critical, uh, for sure. You will always have issues, no matter how much you prepare for. 
and that the community is amazing. Even even if you don't go to the meetings, my rain space has has been a, a great great place for to ask questions, get quick responses from people. A lot of people own rentals. I know tons of people that have that second house, and when I talk to them, it, it amazes me. They just they just randomly buy places, and and I'm always thinking, you know, like what if you have a problem? And and most of the time they they haven't thought about these things. You know, I think that is where rain has it's really done a great job of being a source where people can go to. And so I, I definitely am a big advocate for for that and for the community. So where are you at on your journey of investing in real estate? Do you have a number in mind? Do you have a number of doors in mind? Where do you where, when is enough enough for you? Because uh, you've 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 built a fairly strong portfolio and a number of doors. Uh, do you have a, an end in mind where you'll just say, OK, I'll just take this portfolio and kind of manage this portfolio or what is it for you? I ask myself this question all the time, and I, I'm not quite sure yet. It's more for me. It's about replacing my income and getting to a to that to that level, and, and I'm not quite there yet. But I, I think, you know, as I get closer to that, new ideas keep popping in my head, and I really just want to keep building it for for my kids and help them to build it. I don't have a, a necessarily end target. Uh, and I, I don't know if I'm just I'm I'm in growth mode still. I'm and I'm 38. I'm 38. I'm not I'm not at the point where I'm 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 getting tired and I I just want to go sit on a beach somewhere. I'm, I'm definitely uh, here to, to keep growing. And my kids are eight and ten and and they've got a long ways ahead of them. And I I want to make sure that uh, we're all taken care of uh, for and and that one day hopefully their kids will be taken care of. Now. You seem pretty confident today. You know, as we sit here on this call, you seem pretty confident. You uh, do some leadership training. You are, you know, fairly outgoing. You're clear and concise in your conversation. Have you always been that confident? Or was that something that you have worked at or you continue to work at? Where does the confidence come from for you? I would say I've always been uh, pretty confident. And I think a lot of that uh, stems from younger playing sports, to be honest, Again, surrounding myself with uh, with the right people, I can't put enough on on the importance of sports and learning to be in that team environment and learning to win and lose and get through adversity and how that develops and transcends into other areas of life, into business and and leading. And so, to me, I I put a lot on that. And and the school that I went to uh, it was a very small school. My, for example, my graduating class had 14 people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's small. <laughs> so, so, but I, I tell you, from our our senior high school basketball team went from single A because we were so small to triple A champions, and we dominated uh, when I went there for high school for basketball. Like everybody wanted to go to our school. Like people would come from all over to recruit there. Uh, we had an amazing uh, coach at the time. And, you know, we'd have grade eights on our high school senior team and we're, we're winning AAA. And, and that came down to fitness, mindset, putting in that extra. I mean, we weren't even allowed to leave school. So we, so we took a thousand shots at basketball. Like literally, you had to take a thousand shots. I'd be there till 6 p.m. sometimes before you could leave school. And, but we were so fit, so conditioned. The types of training, like it, it's, if you want to be successful, it, it takes work. And at the end, of the day, I I find a lot of people they just they want to they just oh I want to be rich you know I, I have family members like well, you know in order to do that you you got to work you know it takes 
if it was easy, everybody would do it. And right. so you got to get out there, you got to bust your butt and, and it takes time. Any, anything worth doing is going to take some work on your part. You got to be committed. You got to get focused, stop chasing a million things, focus. I want to say this, Dave, is that I agree with you, you know, having been in the sports world, you know, most of my life now and my wife being an athletic performance coach working with, you know, Olympic and world-class athletes, you know, it's an interesting message that we give to parents and which is sports aren't just about playing the game of sport and learning the sport. It's actually learning the skills of life in the future, how to interact, mm -hmm. how to play on a team, how to face adversity, how to overcome challenges. So I'm a big proponent of parents supporting their children in playing a sport, any sport. At, and then to be quite honest with you, at any level, you were in a, in a situation where it was a very competitive situation. And I think that's always great, but ultimately learning how to be part of a team, learning to have the confidence to, you know, step up, shake hands, say hello to people. Those are all skills yeah. that are learned when you're playing a sport. And so kind of good advice, I think for anybody. Tell me a little bit about rain and when you do get the opportunity to get to the meetings and, or even on my rain space, were you uncomfortable at some point? Did you have to, was that a stretch for you to kind of attend those meetings and show up and have conversations to get out onto my rain space and ask questions or, or were you pretty good right out of the, out of the gate? How was it for you? Yeah, I think for, for myself, I, I'm pretty social person. Uh, and so it, it was pretty, pretty easy, but I do remember my very first meeting, uh, I showed up and it was a bit intimidating it, and I, I met, I met this guy, actually Don, Don saw me standing there by myself and he quickly pulled me into this group of, of, of gentlemen talking. And, you know, so they started making some small talk with me. And I remember the one guy, he was like the leader of this little group there and he had 10 properties and I was like, wow, 10 properties. I was like, I'm never going to get there. And <laughs> I was just like blown away by this guy. And, and it's it, like, and now I'm, you know, I'm about to surpass that. And it just, my wife and I were, we were just recently on holidays and we were just reflecting on the life. I mean, this is, we've taken our third trip this year with our kids all, all because of real estate and just the, the life that it's created for, for us. And, and for our kids, and it's honestly, sometimes I feel a bit guilty because I, I get friends who are like, oh, you guys are on a trip again? And I'm like, yeah. Because <laughs> like, we can. You know, I wanna, because we can. And I, I want to, to me, uh, family is most important. I, and I think a large part of that is, you know, seeing my mother-in-law pass and my wife's family is very tight. And, you know, I, like I see my kids growing up so fast and I just want to spend as much time as I can making memories with them. And so we that has been a, a big Part of our life is is you know creating experiences together and real estate has done that for me uh, and for us and so i love it well dave you know as a participant in this rain series of interviews that i'm you know slowly putting together and bringing together i want to say that i appreciate your time and i appreciate what you bring to the table and some of the insights you've shared there's just some real solid I guess, nuggets of encouragement and insights that, you know, that we talked about today that I think would benefit anybody listening in. As we wind down, I, you know, I, I think that we can't let you off the hook in terms of, <laughs> you know, rapid fire questions. And um, when we get to this part of the show, I like to uh, rapid fire. Don't think too much about it. What's your favorite swear word? 
<laughs> shit. Well, that's not so bad. Okay, good. What profession other than <laughs> what you're doing would you you think you'd like to attempt? Oh, professional soccer player. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the gates? Uh, you made me proud. On a scale of one to ten, Dave, how weird are you? Oh, at least a nine. <laughs> okay, well, you join the majority of the people <laughs> on the show. What are you not very good at? Oh, jeez. Um... <laughs> You're just good um, at everything. You can't help it. I... I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> I'm not very good at swimming. Too late for that. You're not very good at swimming. Okay, that's good. Room, desk, or car? What do you clean first? Oh, room. For me. What's your favorite tune? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Warren G. Regulate. What's your favorite movie? I definitely the Lord of the Rings series. What are you grateful for, Dave? My family. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for having you uh, able to be on the show today. I'm very grateful that you shared some of your story and some of the learnings along the way in your real estate investing journey. Dave, thank you so much for your time. It is sincerely appreciated. Thank you. Thanks, Pat. Hey, Pat, can I just, one, one last thing? Sure. I just wanted to pass on to people, like for me, being a parent, very important. And uh, I know I, I've seen a lot where people have asked about uh, for kids, so I just wanted to throw out one one book suggestion uh, for parents that are looking to, to develop their kids. And it's called uh, Whatever Happened to Penny Candy? Check it out on Amazon. It's done by an economist who who actually writes letters to his niece and nephew. And he does a great job of explaining money, the history of money. Uh, my son, he's grade five, and he can explain supply and demand to you. He can explain inflation, deflation. I read it to him all the time. He absolutely loves it. And we spend a lot of time uh, trying to educate our kids and into the business that we do now. It's fully incorporated into their lives. We talk about tenant issues, everything with them uh, to get their feedback on what they would do. And we bought cash flow for kids on Amazon for like 30 bucks used. And so we play that a lot. But I just developing kids in their mindset early. But I, I found this book uh, from an economic standpoint for those that are interested in teaching their kids about economics. It's been amazing. I appreciate the tip, Dave, and uh, I'm sure listeners will appreciate it as well. So thank you for that. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk again, Dave. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others. Share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.